0: Hello, everyone. Welcome on back in to EPL in the Heartland. We are here to talk about week number four, four weeks in, and I'm here. I say we because I'm joined by my esteemed co-host
1: Al. Hey, how we doing?
0: We're back. And huh. what might be the free. longest run of EPL in the Heartland in history?
1: At least since we were we were uh,
0: living together. That is true.
1: Before. The brick and mortar apartment of you and Mel, I feel like, of you and your wife, I feel like we we were pretty consistent back then. Yeah. We never actually, I don't think we're doing it when we, we lived together.
0: Yeah, we did it down in the, the dungeon.
1: I don't remember that, but that, would, that was probably our best ever studio.
0: And actually, we could have really pimped that out now that I look back at it.
1: We yeah, just padded the walls, closed up shop, we would have been good to go.
0: Would have died of the mold? Probably at some point.
1: It hasn't killed any of us yet.
0: <laughs> but, uh
1: know, right? What? You know, I'm getting spoiled by this Premier League every weekend, even though I know there's a, just a nasty international break right around the corner waiting to, to ruin me.
0: I know, right? So many of these storylines that are coming up now won't really be all that... Uh, it, won't, it won't be the same after the international break, I guess.
1: Just... I just... I hate it so much. Then I'm gonna have to, gonna have to talk about the United States team, which means I gotta look up, you know, the MLS guys. Even though I am excited about this, how do we? How do you pronounce it? Pommie call? Pommie call? It's a great yeah. question.
0: You know, I'm in the same boat you are. I don't know who half of them are.
1: He's apparently pretty good. I hear. I I read things or see things that see people tweeting about him that lead me to believe that he's going to be a member of the midfield hmm. and i did actually in a i was sitting on a couch the other day at like three in the afternoon you know hard-working man that i am Yep. and i uh i flipped over and i said oh my gosh a champions league game and i happened to get my first look at serginio dest
0: <laughs> yet another name he's in this squad too right
1: yeah, do you know who he plays for?
0: Ajax.
1: Yeah, right back. Came on in their uh Champions League qualifier against Applewell Necasia.
0: Were they in trouble with that one? Ajax. I-
1: you know, it was uh, you could tell like TNT obviously didn't have anyone at the stadium and were uh-huh. either I couldn't tell if they're using the work, World Feed or if they just had like a guy. I think it was a World Feed. But it they they didn't even have like the act ag- it must have been a first leg.
0: Yeah, because they my... played the second leg today.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, because I, I I couldn't tell. They didn't seem to be attacking with such urgency that I thought they were in trouble.
0: Wow, and he's actually like, how is he American?
1: I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than I watched him play right back the other day, and they said, oh, he's an American. I said, dang it. i got to get better at <laughs> Read my old Soccer by Ivis uh, Americans Abroad report.
0: He has an American father.
1: Cool. You got a good name. The Dest Man. The Dest Pan? <laughs> you can go a lot of with The it'll Dest de- Star?
0: It'll depend whether or not he plays a six. Dest, Dest Pan would be really good.
1: Oh, yeah. But the Dest Star would be good, too, if he just, like, is awesome.
0: Do you just want to talk about the roster, since, or the squad, since we're already...
1: Yeah, we're just kind of moseying down that path. We might as well stop and smell the flowers.
0: So the biggest call-out I think you see here is it's not too many of the old
1: guard. I saw that Josie and Michael were given the weekend off, or the two weeks off, because they are in playoff contention.
0: And Omar Gonzalez. Yeah. So it it is a much younger squad.
1: And Darlington Nagby said, no thank you.
0: Thank you, Darlington. That's what I have to say to that.
1: Oh, I like Tarlington Nagby. He's too old. I know. You know how old he is?
0: I would guess 28.
1: 29. Yeah, that's about right. Like, I remember when he was like the wonder kid. But we, also American wonder kids tend to be, you got to change the age because they, they, he just went to college, you know, like a a normal person.
0: Yeah, you do always have to figure that in, right? Four years yeah. of college, he becomes good in the MLS by the time he's like 26.
1: Yeah, he did kind of take a minute to figure out what his position is because he's not, he's a kind of a, uh, well, I don't want to say that every midfielder that dribbles the ball is Musa Dembele, but he (laughs) dribbles. That's like his strength of his game.
0: Any other big callouts? I don't, I mean, goalkeeper, you know what you're getting. Brad Guzan's back. Please, Brad. Never again.
1: Who's the starter these days? I'm going to be honest. I've kind of tuned out until the World Cup qualifying is going to start, especially Uh, if we paid enough money that we're basically, you know, automatically into the Hex.
0: Zach Steffen has been starting most competitive games.
1: Zach, Zach Steffen of Manchester City?
0: Of Fortuna Dusseldorf, who did really well, evidently. He got a FIFA inform this week.
1: Oh, but he—I believe he's owned by Manchester City.
0: Correct, loaned out because he can't get a permit because he needs to start more games. Hence, why he's going to play both in this window.
1: Makes sense. Gosh, it's going to be so awkward. But nobody can—no international players can get permits to play in England. <laughs> I'm honestly not excited about it. This may—this podcast might be Bundesliga in the heartland. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> totally has to change.
1: Just because, like. Do I really want to, like, when Ross Barkley is going to be, like, the premier summer signing for Newcastle next year, and I'm going to have to be, like, not excited about it.
0: It is a very Uh, bleak world.
1: I did see a Greg Berhalter quote today floating around the internet about where they asked if the Pulisic as a 10 experiment was done, and he said, you guys get too hung up on positions. I'm fine with that.
0: I feel like he's the sort of guy that likes to play people in weird positions, not necessarily saying that the, the Pulisic as a 10 thing is weird, but like I feel the Tyler Adams thing as
1: a, a right back is real odd. Well, the good news is we got Serginho Dest, the Dest star, coming through.
0: Well, and Adams must still be injured because he's not in the squad.
1: saw that. Um, if you had to, like I said, I'm not following this close enough to, to say anything that I'm too strong in, but if, what's your biggest pet peeve about Greg burhalter so far? He plays
0: Gassy Zardes up top every okay. game.
1: Good, I'm glad we're on the exact same page about yeah. that one. Like, you could play like a 17-year-old who's never played got a senior cap before, and I'd be much more intrigued to watch him than I would be anything Yassi Zardes does.
0: I think my biggest gripe, I watched every game of the Gold Cup, and I don't know if, it would have been any different had he brought Joss Sargent. And I don't know if it was because I mean he was part of the squad. And they sent him back to Germany, but um, yes. Everton played Bremen in a friendly, and Joss Sargent tore Everton's defense apart.
1: Like yeah, he he depanced Michael Keane. I saw that clip. Like
0: so many Everton fans I follow on Twitter were like, I don't know why we don't go back and just get Joss Sargent and loan him back to Bremen. And I was like, yeah, and this our manager doesn't even bring him to competitive tournaments. And.
1: In- not just that he did that. It's that he didn't let him even go to like the... The under-23s. Yeah. 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 I mean, on it, okay, all that aside, do I actually think... I would love to know what the numbers are in this. this is I saw this kind of going around uh, with some of the NBA players who have decided to leave Team USA because they say, you know, I'm tired, I want to be ready for the season. Do players get better... By going and playing in these like exposure tournaments where they can like get experience, or is it more worthy of them to just just go back like Jeff Sargent probably just went back to Bremen and it'll probably benefit his Bremen career?
0: I and as a a US supporter, I would rather Sargent spend another month learning Berhalter's system than have Zardis. Zardis can be there, just don't play him. Like, he, he knows the system, obviously, which is why he plays. But all your other strikers, you brought you brought Zardes, you brought Jordan Morris, who didn't really play as a striker, and you brought Josie Altidore, because reasons.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to wrap your head around, but... Did I you jump know. off
0: the Tyler Boyd hype train? Now, this is the
1: Tyler Boyd... Portugal version, right?
0: Uh, he plays for Besiktas now. I have to do the same thing because I'm. The other one is Terence Boyd.
1: Oh my, you're right. It is Terence Boyd, formerly of Austria Rapid Vienna.
0: Now plays in like fourth division Germany. Yep.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, am I off it? No, but I don't know that I've actually even. I, I think it's still pre-sale tickets for me. I don't know that my my seating group has been allowed to buy tickets yet. I <laughs> By that I mean I haven't watched him play yeah. anything more than a YouTube clip.
0: <laughs> I think he looked good against bad opposition, and then the next game also against bad opposition, he didn't look very good, so. I jumped on and I quickly jumped off.
1: Oh, it's a hot potato situation.
0: You know, it really was just because it was someone that actually created things off the right-hand side. I got so excited.
1: It's been a while since we had anyone. Well, to be fair, the US is interesting tactically in that our we usually just shoehorn different styles of players onto our wings.
0: Yeah, we just throw tens out on the right,
1: or nine and a halves, like Clint Dempsey or Landon Donovan.
0: Yeah, yeah, real problems with technically gifted players in this country, don't we?
1: Yeah, we got real problems with a lot of players, Tanner. We didn't make the uh, World Cup.
0: Well, I think, I, I'm hoping this is a kind of squad that shows that we've learned our lesson.
1: And I, I thought, man, if we just want to, we could put a bow on this real nice and tidy here. I think Kristen Pulisic looks good. He I looks like
0: he belongs, is really all that I wanted to see early on.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sneaky, like, three games, like, thinking to myself, like, man... If Chelsea could, like, just keep this together, but I don't think they will. That's my saving grace is that I think they will, like, blow it up or do something dumb. Like, they kind of have that young uh, Spurs vibe to me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Tammy, Tammy might, probably has a higher ceiling than Harry Kane, though. Ow. That's true. Harry Kane has scored a lot of goals in England, but, uh, yeah, they're fun. Uh but yeah, dude, what do you think? I mean, I have no problem. Just like put Kristen Pulisic in whatever the attacking band is, like it's 2019, there's interchange everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I mean watching him in the Gold Cup, I don't I didn't see the the journalist's question of him being a ten, but he plays left, but you know, he's majority right footed, so a lot of time he floats into middle positions anyway. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why berhalter's response was like, you guys care too much about numbers
1: yeah like the world cares about numbers greg okay yeah (laughs) louis van hall doesn't louis van hall didn't even use to learn his players at ix's names he just called them by the number they played
0: every manager's dream
1: you know i would uh highly recommend the book zonal marking by michael cox at zonal marking uh, some really fascinating stuff on old Louis Van Hall in there, including a part where there's a weird sense where at times people just started calling him Hitler. You know, it seems a little harsh. But uh,
0: that one come you know, out. That's the recent one.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty dense, but it's good and does have some funny, some interesting stories and in including some about the uh, Brazilian Romario, who at the time was playing at Barcelona under Johan Cruyff. Just a wild, wild guy.
0: I bet there was a lot of dick slinging.
1: A lot of slinging. And uh, some good stories about Risto Stoichkov. And the fact that, you know, he goes on to become a Barcelona legend, but in his first game he got sent off, and then he stomped on the referee's foot and got a 10-week (laughs) ban. (laughs) Sit! Oh, man. Soccer players, man. Wild. But, if uh, we get into our review? Yeah. Friday nighter. Uh, I'll be honest, it was it, it was a little more exciting than I thought it was going to be. And Everton were a little better than I thought they were going to be, even though most of the week was spent mudslinging about you guys. Well, you guys created more chances than Aston Villa, and you lost 2-0. Yeah,
0: you know, that's kind of been the early, the early story to the season. You know, we... We get opportunities, and uh, we don't really score with them. Um, mm-hmm. I guess Awobi hit the post.
1: Yeah, and Theo just... Post.
0: Yeah, he, he, what, he does what, what he, Theo Walcott him? does. I mean, I think I the mean, only thing you can give him is it bounced, but he missed from six yards
1: also, out. He also gets paid, like, you know...
0: He's one of Everton's higher earners, well over yeah, 100 yeah. a week. Yeah.
1: Raggots paid 110,000 uh, pounds a week to play soccer, so I'm not actually going to just tell him that the bounce was the difference. Probably should have just scored.
0: And at that point, it was one-one-zero or one 0 So
1: yeah. yes. Uh, also, Dominic, our boy Dom, DCL had what I would consider to be a high XG chance in the first the first half.
0: Oh yeah, the yeah. We've done that yeah. the last two weeks. We have a chance in the first six minutes, and you're like, why haven't we buried that? I guess Bernard did it. I guess it was the, the uh, Palace game where Gilfie... Basically, like, the same opportunity. And then you just go the rest of the game. Like, if you score there, this game ends 2-3-1 Everton. But because... And, you know, he's he scores one goal every eight games. He's probably, instead of, like, you know... I think a lot of people... Have been talking like if and you get into that situation, like Sergio Aguero just sweeps it bottom corner. Like in Diamond Cavett Lewin, just is trying to hit the target, which is yeah. why it, it hits. Like there's a picture of behind him, and there's three people standing on the left side of him, and he hits it at them instead of the right side, which is wide open. But
1: yeah, it was definitely a situation where it felt like in his head, he was just like, keep your head down, stay on top of the ball, keep yeah. your head down, stay on top of the ball. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, big win for Villa. Uh, my my take I was going to say is I hope when people describe Wesley like they inevitably will when they'll say, oh, he's all, you know, he's pace and power. Uh, this goal was just like a very classic number nine goal of like a, a very true center forward, just the run off the back of almost pretty much both the center backs to just leave them dusted.
0: Yeah, it was not a goal I would expect him to score. Yeah. And you know the commentators really like to point out that he has one leg that's three inches shorter than the other.
1: Oh, I did not listen with the volume on. I didn't know that.
0: I think I saw it. I didn't. I was at a bar watching it, and uh, uh, I I saw it on the, you know, subtitles. His, uh,
1: his next chance. He had another chance where he was almost in. Where I would I was a little disappointed in his uh, his finishing acumen, and I kind of get the sense maybe he only can just shoot like straight. Uh, <laughs> It was an awesome goal. I mean great. I was it was a joyful run to watch the way he just it made he made it look very easy. And I don't know, I mean, Everton's defense has been pretty good this year. So uh but I'm I'm not too worried about you guys yet. I still think you're fine. Gilfie needs to just find a streak. I don't I don't know what it's going to take, but right now he's just kind of ghosting around the area.
0: Yeah, he scored today though in the cup, so maybe that's the kickstart.
1: Yeah, and I think we can confidently say like Luca Din is just like the best player you guys pe- n- employ.
0: Yeah, one play of the year last year, really good goal today. I mean, he creates seventy five percent of our chances. I mean, it's like the comparison is really easy. Just go back to like Leighton Baines and the David Moyes era. Like, yeah, Leighton would just have fifteen assists every year. It's gonna be yeah, it's it's it's
1: weird that you yeah, very weird that you guys were just able to just find like of such a comparable player.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. Especially most people were like, he didn't make it at any of the top European clubs.
1: Well so what's his path? Super early move from Lille to Barca?
0: Lille to Barca. Barca loaned loaned to, to Roma.
1: Oh, that's right. And
0: then Back to Barca, to Everton, so, I think.
1: So Roma is probably the only one where maybe more was expected out of them. But at Barca, you know, Jordi Alba's pretty established as the left back.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he's okay. I don't think he's good. They didn't like him in the system at Barcelona. But mm. Oh, PSG before. Um, PSG, Roma, Barcelona, Everton. <laughs>
1: that is quite the path. Yeah,
0: I knew I was missing one.
1: Awesome. But yeah, he's fun to watch and I'm glad he plays for Everton. Uh, Early Saturday morning, we we said there would be fireworks Tanner, and there were fireworks.
0: He got this game so
1: right. And I'm fully ready to just start calling Norwich. Uh, I'm going to Americanize them real quick. They're basically like a college football team that runs the Air Raid offense. They're out here to have fun games. They're basically Texas Tech under... uh, Mike Leach and Cliff Kingsbury.
0: Are you excited for the HBO Washington State show?
1: I'm more excited for the Maradona one. That too. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Washington State will probably just be wild because, I mean, he is he's a crazy person. Uh, but yeah, Norwich, if they're playing, it's got to be must-see TV. They just throw numbers forward. And if the great cooking, thing
0: is, is they also score goals.
1: That's true. There have been teams in the past that and there are teams sometimes that people are like, oh, they play such good they play such good football. Like I'm thinking of like the Swansea teams. And then they yeah. got to the Premier League and yeah, they they couldn't score. It just manifested itself in like lots of possession.
0: Yeah. you like they have sixty five percent of the ball, but they're not scoring. What's what's wrong with them?
1: Yeah, we're not about that. We want to get vertical quick. We want to take the top off the defense. And right now, that's what's happening with our buddy Timu
0: there was no butt crack for Fokker this week.
1: Man, he is a hard-looking fellow, though.
0: Yeah, uh, if you were to tell me he was part of some sort of Eastern European mob, I would agree.
1: Also, it looks like he could just take down a liter of beer without really having to think much about it. Oh, yeah, he is German. Yeah, strong face. Uh, they gave a good account of themselves at home to Chelsea. Tammy Abraham with two very class finishes. Mason Mount continuing to just kind of—I haven't quite figured out exactly what the comp is for him yet because he just looks smaller than Frank Lampard out there, and he plays a little further forward. But he's very intriguing. He might be like a Christian Eriksen, Frank Lampard. Oh my god, that makes him sound like he's one of the best players of all time. Like kind <laughs> of a, a kind of blend of those styles as far he plays a little further forward, but seems you know to have a nose for popping up inside the penalty area
0: you know good for Chelsea two players that they've loaned out and never really got opportunities and they're taking them
1: i know and it just increases the fact that lamps almost is like well nobody's ever going to criticize me for this year so but if they if they were let me just put those to those fears to rest and uh, just play the kids yeah but i do think they're a dangerous team i i still feel like i like them more than united and and probably ourselves right now
0: uh, What has been your uh, perception of Emerson?
1: I was looking at Emerson today. I don't know a ton about him, but he seems to be much more uh, head down about his work than Marcus Alonso, who I, I know a lot of Chelsea fans are very critical of late last season, as far as they thought he just kind of gave up on the, the team. uh. But he seems like he fits their style well, with you know having two a bunch of a bunch of wingers who are looking inside. He he just seems like he wants to get on his bike and just get up and down the left edge. I
0: previously like last year he didn't really play all that much that I had noticed, but I didn't really think people highly touted him.
1: Yeah, that today
0: not- all over Twitter was like nine out of nine take ons, fourteen crosses, and I was like, you guys, he never played last year.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, once again, we gotta caveat everything. Caveats, yep. caveats, caveats. Three games. But um, he looks handy going forward right now. Good, I mean, and, and it's also uh, Lampard's first win in the Premier League. I mean, he had to earn it. Norch, <laughs> Norch are just a, are dangerous. How, do you think Norch has like a six-goal game in them this year?
0: Oh, yeah. Like um, against- but against who?
1: Have they played West Ham? They play West Ham this week, don't they? This could be that could be a very high scoring game. Yeah,
0: that could be another 3 2.
1: Uh good points for Chelsea. Norwich at home. Keep doing your thing. Please don't get conservative. Please don't fire your coach. Yeah, please no. Um then we went United oh, big shock. United 1, Crystal Palace two. What the hell?
0: This is quite the first goal for Palace
1: uh it was our boy andre ayu
0: not his brother jordan
1: i believe it was andre uh, with a absolutely cool as a cucumber finish after being nodded in by uh my my dude jeffrey Schlupp. uh i don't know that i've ever seen a goal quite like it where like he came out and andre ayu was like nah, bro you're too far out i i can see the whole goal on either side of you and just like slipped it by him <laughs> You know, and Harry, Harry Maguire just watching as uh, Victor Lindelof got owned in the air, and therefore leaving no one back behind to cover.
0: I was very surprised by this game.
1: I, I did not expect it. And when Dan James, which is what I like to call Mr. James scored in the 88th minute, I was like, okay, that's about right. When the when the go-ahead goal happened, I let out an audible gasp.
0: Were you at the bar?
1: Yeah. Oh. I just go, huh oh. <laughs> Like, that nothing could have surprised me more than Patrick Van Anhold just banging one in off David A.
0: <laughs> I mean, looking at the team, really the only difference is he started Schlup and IU instead of Benteke and Townsend.
1: Dude, United have a very thin squad. Mason Greenwood was like the go-to, the first go-to impact sub for this game. Juan Mata came in after him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of my worry too, right? That most of their defense is injured. A lot of the time, Luke Shaw has maybe played 20 games in one season.
1: Yep. Got injured. This game went off.
0: Um, Martial is injured half of every season and is injured now.
1: Alexi Sanchez has successfully been shipped to Italy.
0: So they have, yeah, I mean, Greenwood's going to start this weekend. They have Matic, who hasn't seen the field.
1: Well, I don't necessarily think that McTominay-Pogba is their issue.
0: (laughs) No, no. I, I think it might just still be early... Early season.
1: Oh, very much so. And there's probably somebody I'm forgetting about that's just gonna come in and start playing for them and I'll be like, oh yeah.
0: I mean, I'm looking at their bench. Fred.
1: What happened to Fred?
0: Uh he must be injured. There's no Chris Smalling. There's no what's what's the other one? Oh, yeah, him. Uh, who's Phil? Phil Green? Who's their center Jones. back? Phil Jones, God.
1: Phil Jones?
0: <laughs> yeah, so we just named four players Phil. and none of them were an attacker or midfielder other than Fred. They shipped a lot of attackers and didn't bring any more. does Alright, a little bit of technical difficulty. We're back. We're wrapping up the Man United thing. It's a little early to freak out, but Results aren't going their way necessarily to start out.
1: I I am more. I mean, I can't be unbiased on this. I'm would be more worried about them if injuries hit than I'd be, like if they were playing like this and then they hit an injury bug. I would be very nervous about Manchester United's ability to grind out the results they need to get into the Champions League.
0: Yeah, I think the the storylines could pretty much write themselves.
1: Squad depth, squad depth, squad depth. Yep. Which leads to January buys, which I love because they don't really work. Was Alexis
0: Sanchez January buy? I believe he was. Yeah, they're really good with those.
1: Not great. Uh... United 1, Leicester 2, maybe kind of the sort of scoreline we expected from, uh, gosh, I can't think of, what is the name of Sheffield Stadium? We just went over this on the last pot.
0: Isn't it like Bram Lane or something?
1: Bram, Bramell, Bram Lane. Maybe the result we expected, not necessarily how hard I expected Leicester to have to work for it. Uh, Star for me, James Madison. He is uh, the metronome for this Leicester team. He is making it all tick.
0: You know, and I think if you looked at it, there was bits and pieces of it last year. And it's really, I think the Brendan Rodgers change is what really kind of brought him more on into the scene. And I think when he was touted to go to United for, you know, big money this summer, I was like, it's probably a season too early for him. Um, Hmm. But you're seeing, you're seeing what could be.
1: Yeah. He looks looks like the sort of player United need right now to play behind their kind of fast-attacking trio uh, because he's doing the same thing for Leicester right now. And he, I mean, it's funny how one pass can totally color your opinion of a player, but that ball he played into Vardy will, I'll I'll always think of that as James Madison, at least until he gets old or fat or stops playing so well. But, I mean, that was an awesome, I mean, that was a world-class pass.
0: Yeah, I think it's a lot of times where, like, you get really excited because a player saw the pass. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of times you'll be like, oh, that pass was there, and then they don't make it.
1: Yeah, he made it.
0: He made it. Does He ha- Bart- He doesn't even have a full England cap yet. Well, that won't be long. Yeah. I would- they haven't called out their squad yet, but I wouldn't be surprised.
1: We'll see you soon. Yeah, I, w- I would suspect maybe he could take Eric Dyer's place. <laughs> uh Watford one West Ham three Watford winless I and I didn't see them leaking goals like this uh West Ham starting to get their groove back in the sense that they can beat teams maybe who aren't that good at scoring and I do think they have quality in the front line like Felipe Anderson Sebastian Aller those are good players
0: I think the key point that a lot of people had called out is that Mark Noble just kind of weirdly makes this team
1: work. Penalty he scored marked his fifteenth year of having an appearance for West Ham. That's wild, man.
0: He is oh wow, thirty-two.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of years at one club.
0: I was gonna look up a stat of how often they win with him, but I, I don't actually wanna know that number. <laughs>
1: probably not nearly as high as you want it to be or low as you want it to be. Uh, but yeah, good result for West Ham. I don't we'll know see. where the goals I, are going to we'll come see if they... for Wofford. I'm nervous. I mean, uh, I saw that Sar played today in the cup and scored. Mm, so they've be... got to think they get a combination of him. They need Jerry D to find a little bit of a purple patch and then one of those nines can start poking him home.
0: Yeah, they're another kind of thin team when you look at what they got.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried about them. I I think they have enough quality in midfield, and they tend to be a team that is stingy enough at the back. But 3 to West Ham is not great at home at the Elton John Stadium. (laughs) Uh, The big match on Saturday, Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. You just couldn't come up with a scoreline that fit how I thought this game was going to go any better.
0: Yeah, I think I would have called that two. Uh, I think the big talking point of this has been Emery's tactical setup.
1: Kind of went diamond with Pepe and like with the goal of being able to hit on the break and kind of stymied his team's ability to play the expansive sort of possession attacking soccer that they usually go for
0: and they didn't do too bad I mean at Liverpool went up 1-0 and I think that was, at, that was at the point when Pepe had his break chance where he had dribbled through like 5 people and then fluffed the shot but yeah. they definitely could have been in the game longer than it eventually turned out to be
1: He's he was exciting
0: yeah and I don't yeah. know if it's just because, you know, defenders don't really know what to do with him yet.
1: Yeah, he's skinny. He seems very fast at top speed, and he seems like he's got tricks. I thought he there, was going to be taller than he was. There are a lot of players who are like that that don't actually make it because at the end of the year, you look at their stat line, and they have uh, two goals and four assists, and you go, "Huh." But from an outsider's point of view, he he seemed like he'd be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, is Locke, has that hurt? I haven't heard anything on that. but
1: I don't think so. I think Emery is hesitant to play that front three together right away because he doesn't exactly know how it's going to fit behind it. But for me, that's their ceiling, right? Is those three turning into a potent group? And
0: mm. I mean, you you just play those three and, you know, have Caballos be the link between their back six, back yeah. five. Which, I think so. Speaking of, was there ever more of a David Luiz penalty than that David Luiz penalty?
1: Uh, the only thing more David Luiz was the way he turned Salah loose for the third goal when he clearly didn't want to get sent off. Yeah, I
0: mean, I've talked to, I don't really like David Luiz. I don't think he's that good. And as I was watching this game, I was just like, yeah, this is everything that I think of him.
1: I just don't think, like, in the games against the big teams, he should be in there. I have no problem with him playing against the smaller sides because I think he is pretty good in possession. I think he hits diagonal passes well. But, like, in a game like this where he's going to be drawn out by the three from Liverpool, like, he looked like good old Sideshow Bob. Yeah, he
0: was back to his old self.
1: Liverpool keep rolling. I don't know that I've seen a weakness yet and it does seem like Fabinho has settled and he's going to be kind of the uh the lighthouse at the base of their midfield. I mean, which is kind of scary.
0: Yeah, I don't think I saw a weakness either. I mean, I'm trying to like maybe on the counter. That was really the yeah. only chance that Arsenal had.
1: And I'm not saying they're a super team because Teams go through so many ups and downs in this Premier League season that it wouldn't shock me if in three weeks we're having a conversation about how they've got leaky at the back, or maybe all they all hit a cold spell at once or something because that'll happen. But they they looked immense in this game.
0: Yep, stepped up to the occasion.
1: Yep, uh, Bournemouth one, Man City three, Sergio Aguero with two, just Sergio Aguero goals. You know, easy to put on the highlight reel very quickly. You won't have to show a lot of the build up, just the poke in. It'll be perfect for when he's the leading goal scorer in Premier League history.
0: He uh, uh he had the goal. I think it was the second one where David Silva did all the the dribbling and then he just toe poked it.
1: Yep, just popped up and poked her in I there. Literally
0: turned to Mel and was like, This is what Dominic Caverlone
1: doesn't do. Like
0: he doesn't just take a <laughs> ball and shoot.
1: Um uh, Harry Wilson with a heck of a goal for Bournemouth. A free kick that you don't see. I, I do love those where they turn it over to the other side of the goal rather than shooting to the far post. Very fancy. Uh, but probably the expected result. Uh, then next on Sunday, Tottenham 0, Newcastle 1. Then Wolves 1, Burnley 1. <laughs> Let me tell you, this was a wild game. <laughs> I
0: actually forgot that Wolves Burnley was happening, and we don't have to talk about Spurs and Newcastle because I don't like Steve Bruce whatsoever. I do love that it was Joelinton that got the goal, and that's all that we have to say.
1: Okay, let's just also say that you could have scored the goal that Joelinton scored. Like, I don't understand what David Sanchez and Alderman were doing because he he was in so much space but I'm cautiously optimistic Spurs will come together just in time for, you know, one of the biggest matches of the year.
0: <laughs> you know, this week was really weird in the sense that every striker I was excited about scored.
1: It's true. And Bostos moved on to track Frankfurt. Good week for you.
0: It is a great week. Strikers, baby.
1: Yeah, but you know, who might be the best striker in the Premier League right now? Ashley Barnes, baby. Did he have another really – oh, no. It was a
0: bad goal again this week, wasn't it? Or was no, it, a good one?
1: it was good. It was it was bad in the sense that it was uh, very 1989 English. Like, it gets punted forward. Uh, Chris Wood doesn't actually go up for it. He just kind of backs into the center back, who he knows is going to win it. Gets knocked down, falls into his path, takes a touch, and hits it on the half volley into the corner. From outside the box, nonetheless, Ashley Barnes.
0: You know, I watched this game, and I still have no recollection of the goal.
1: Oh, that That's good. how enjoyable it was. couple times. Uh, Wolves push in the second half, per usual. Adama Traore comes on. All of a sudden, they seem like they have the ball a lot. Eventually earn a very dodgy, in my opinion, 95th-minute penalty, which Raul Jimenez converted very coolly. Tough points for Burnley to drop and another draw for Wolves. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on their view for the week. I forgot. I should say Lester's winner, Harvey Barnes, absolute cracker mate.
0: I think I just texted, and it might have been you, me, and Mel's chat. I just said, like, wow. As soon, I was just I, like, yes. holy shit, he hit that real
1: good. And I was not watching that. I was watching the Crystal Palace or United game, and you texted me that. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Until I saw the highlight later, and I go, I think maybe that's what he was tell- talking yeah.
0: about. Oh my god! And, yeah,
1: he hit that really hard.
0: It was, it had to be like over a hundred miles an hour. It hit uh, the dude, net in less than a second.
1: It wouldn't shock me if you honestly tracked it. It was like eighty, because oh. it was like it was on the perfect half hop, and he he hit it, hit it square,
0: and he'd just come on to, and they were like, oh, he's started to show some stuff, and you're like. I I mean he a lot of times does come on for Leicester and pip in with a goal every once in a while, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah, good goals. Uh, let's see what do you got on the list uh, for talking points this week, Tanner?
0: Um, let's let's spare a thought right now and and get a little a little sad. Uh, Burnley or now na- or not Burnley, Bury. small see club you. have gone out of business, and Bolton. If you're a longtime follower of the Premier League were saved today, just barely, almost went into liquidation.
1: Yeah, it was wild. It was so, wild uh, stuff yesterday. Enjoy your, enjoy your
0: club, because in five years, it could be liquidated.
1: Sky Sports had, like, a countdown on them, like it was Armageddon or Transfer Deadline Day. Seemed a little distasteful.
0: So, and the other thing that I saw a lot on Twitter, Manchester City couldn't go in and buy Bury, could they?
1: I do not believe so. Like, they, they can't be in the same pyramid yeah yeah that would yeah. I don't I would assume that's an FA
0: thing yeah I saw so many people freaking out on Twitter that like oh there's so much money why doesn't City just go prop up you're like I don't I don't think they can do well, that. that's why they go to and, Belgium and buy teams
1: and also via that rule like maybe somebody that is you know two percent invested in Man City also can't do that unless they're willing to just give up their stake in Manchester City which doesn't seem like all that attractive of an idea
0: yeah, that was the machinery thing for Everton. He had to sell his Arsenal shares.
1: Yep. Uh, Yeah, it was sad. Just because, you know, we're all fans of teams. Can you imagine if your team just got liquidated? I mean, Bolton were
0: kind of good under Allardyce. I mean, they I don't like very, Kevin Davies. so
1: They were very good in the mid-Premier League years. They, you know, finished top eight. They were in Europa League. Kevin Davies was like the ultimate enforcer is like, they just lined him up on the left wing and they just launched it. And he would just come flying in.
0: I think he's still the most fouled player in Premier League history.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yeah. I to, that was the dominating story in England yesterday was just Bury and Bolton. Cause I think it's easy to forget sometimes that these teams aren't that small. I know they're outside of the Premier League, but it's no different than like, you know, Portland or like a you know city that size, and having their professional squad just not be anymore.
0: Yeah, i I think it's a little bit crazier for Bolton considering. I mean, I think they're just poorly run. But... Yeah,
1: and the fact they're so yeah, as you're saying, so briefly removed from being in the top flight, which is a very lucrative thing to be in
0: but yeah we don't have to be sad anymore we can look we can look to week five are there any games on the docket we should be excited
1: for uh yes uh as i previously stated the air raid is coming to london stadium and uh i can't wait to see how my west Ham west Ham buddies handle it
0: are there multiple late games? I didn't look at the time slots when I made the sheet today.
1: Uh, Burnley-Liverpool is the late game, and uh, Chelsea-Sheffield United is the early game. Uh, so I would guess we're probably going to get City versus Brighton in the middle slate, which is fine. City are pretty, and I could just watch Kevin De Bruyne all day. So
0: Yeah, he was real good again.
1: He's real good, man
0: looking at other Saturday slot games. I think Bournemouth-Leicester could be another fun one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good measuring stick game for Bournemouth to kind of see where they at. They've played the bottom teams. They've played Manchester City. It's interesting to see if they're going to slot into that uh, mid-table abyss, which sounds worse. By that, I mean not worried about relegation. Kind of the Everton slot, yeah. or if they are going to be a little better this year.
0: You know, their signings didn't really excite me all that much, but
1: Harry Wilson though seems like he's quality.
0: They just are trying to get all the Wilsons on one
1: team. It's true. Uh I guess both the Sunday games though. I I'm would excited. say
0: Sunday, just get your popcorn, maybe a, a nice beer. You've got a <laughs> real good morning.
1: Get set. I think we're probably going to see the full Premier League debut of Moise Keane.
0: He did okay against Lincoln tonight.
1: Yeah, I thought he was pretty good when he came on the other day.
0: He, uh, I don't know, it'd be, he'd be the first sub for sure. He's not fully put in any capacity, but he is a lot better.
1: Do you think it's more likely that Gilfie Sigurdsson or Bernard gets dropped for Alex Iwobi?
0: You know, it's an interesting thing now because Bernard didn't even travel, which means he's probably protecting him for the game on Sunday. Yeah,
1: but Gilby Sigurdsson like kind of the talisman.
0: Yeah, see, before today, I think a lot of people would have said, you put Awobi as the 10 and keep Bernard. But I think Sigurdsson got on the ball a lot more today, and I don't know if that's because he had a real striker in front of him
1: yeah um either way, I think it should make for an interesting test for you guys. I think it'll be nice for you guys to get especially like for Richarlison, to for you guys to get to play on the break a little bit more.
0: We I'm yeah, we, um, we now we haven't had a chance to do that. I mean, that's what we played our best if you look at you know people like to talk about the games against the top six in the second half of last year, and every one of those games was on the break.
1: Yeah, it certainly got to a point the other night against Villa where you could definitely feel the restri- the restrictions of the uh, Gomes-Schneiderlin midfield where neither one of them really wants to, to provide much thrust.
0: Yeah, I was sitting there watching it with people at the bar, and I was like, look at the gap between our midfielders and our strikers. It was continually like 20, 30 yards. And, I mean, we just went right or left. We never went through the middle.
1: Yeah. How'd you guys do against Wolves last year? Uh,
0: we lost a- away and we yeah, we lost two on away opening day, Phil J. Gielka red card and then we lost at home. No, we drew okay. two, two away. Lost 3-1 at home.
1: Okay, so a chance for a little revenge. I think it should be fun. Wolves, you you might not find Wolves to be that memorable. I, I tend to enjoy watching them play. I like the three five two
0: what do you think of your game
1: you know i'm I think it's I think it's it's as even as I've thought of this game going into it in a while does he start par- I think he I think he probably does i But it's it's just hard to know. He's been, he's real grumpy right now. And so all of his quotes just constantly read, like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you.
0: Does the window close Friday? It has to,
1: right? Yeah, it'd be. No. Because the first is on Sunday. Yeah, but it's a holiday. Friday. There was something about how it, because, because it's a holiday. Oh, no, Monday is a holiday. In the like so it pushes on an extra day but there's not any links like he's not going to real madrid he's not going to bayern munich he's not going to atletico like I, i don't know where he where he could go
0: does the neymar deal open things up like psg Like, I I just keep waiting for that big move to happen because, you know, that's kind of where things start to kind of domino.
1: Yeah, they got to shake loose. I guess that's what it's going to take. I I tend to ignore all Neymar reports because they just remind me of, like, the six ads that are on the bottom of any web browser at any time that are like, why this 93-year-old man eats avocados and does 100 push-ups every morning before 6 a.m.
0: I am, too, also very tired of the Barcelona's not interested. Barcelona, put it in a bid today. Yeah, like, Barcelona don't, offering just seven, don't play, care.
1: seven players. <laughs> no exchange. one
0: wants Neymar, but yet someone's going to pay $180 million for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I would expect Arsenal to come out guns blazing. It wouldn't shock me if they scored early. Uh, I hope we maybe see the return of Jan Vertonghen, just because I think you. It- his experience could be good in this sort of game. I hope. Does Pochettino
0: hope... go to three at the back in these sorts of games?
1: No, he he tends to be pretty unpredictable when he's gonna go three at the back. He has not done it yet this year. And I don't know if Kyle Walker Peters skill set is as good for it as Trippier's was in the past. Mm. So
0: I would be more worried well, if they do play the front the front three against your back two.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, I also would be surprised if he goes three five two like before the international break. Like it seems more likely to me that we could see it busted out after the break. Yeah, but but we'll see. I don't know. For all he could totally shock me and play Eric Dyer and Giovanni Lo Celso and you know it's just wild eleven. You, you guys have, have, he can be kind a of had the vulnerable. weird like out
0: players, like Lamellas played a whole lot.
1: Yeah, I also think like we've gotten in the spot the last two games where like Erickson and Lososa Lo have come on at the same time, and I think that they are kind of redundant in what they're trying to do, and so I don't think that's helped us at end of games trying to break people down.
0: But you at least got to you got to see your boy's son.
1: Yeah, and I I would really it'd be really nice if he just had one of those games where he scores three times.
0: I hate when he does that.
1: Oh, he does it so well though. Should be a fun one. I expect it'll be you know it'll have all the you know consistent platitudes of a rivalry game. I expect there'll be challenges, and I expect there'll be shithousery.
0: What do you think the odds are on David Luiz getting a card?
1: Mm, I don't know. I feel like Harry Kane's been pretty good against David Luiz in his career, so I would say pretty high. I hope mm-hmm. Tenga and Doble fit. We missed him. Did he not play this last week? He did not. He had a thigh injury.
0: Speaking of thigh injuries, my boy Gombam out for three months with a thigh injury.
1: Whoa, that's that's a long time. That
0: really, that's kind of screws up our whole midfield plans because Gombam yeah. and Gomez is a lot better than Schneiderlin and Gomez.
1: Sounds like you're signing yourself up for a three-month subscription to Morgan Schneiderlin.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, D- Tom Davies wasn't even on the bench today. I, I honestly don't know what's uh, what's up with that.
1: It's a tough scene. But let's just let's put a let's put a bow on it like this. What are you most excited for this weekend in the Premier League?
0: I am excited. Be, you know, a lot of weeks I feel like there's not really like a a day you can sit. So I'm just excited for Sunday. Both games, I'll watch both. There should there's be too salt. many games going on on Saturday. Like you know, when you got like six going on at once, and you're like, I'm trying to watch this one, but this one's probably better.
1: Yeah, Sunday morning should Sunday morning should be good. Uh, I'm, I'm torn. I, I'm excited to watch Kevin De Bruyne because I think he's awesome to watch right now. But I'm also low key excited to watch West Ham and attack against Norwich.
0: We we talk about this every week, but I would also say like I've jumped on Sheffield a little bit just because I've looked at their tactics and how they work a little bit more and. The overlapping center back has me intrigued.
1: Would not shock me to see them give Chelsea all they can handle, even on the road. Yeah,
0: and that's—I mean, you know, like I say, that's one of the nine o'clock games. City no, also that's a—that's a—that's
1: a, that's a, that's a six thirty.
0: Wait, do Southampton and United play?
1: Are they both six <laughs> thirty? Do you even list? You didn't. You didn't even list Southampton United on our sheet.
0: Yeah, it's right there.
1: Oh, 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 oh! I see. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, so Sheffield, Sheffield, Chelsea, Sheffield just slots right. Yeah, you're right. Right into the the mire.
0: They should have moved Liverpool to like one o'clock at an eleven thirty game. But it is can't going to have be it all. Another wild and tumbly week of Premier League, and then we don't get it for a week after that. What are we gonna do? Yeah.
1: We'll come back and we'll give our our first four weeks hot takes.
0: I like that. Any other talking points, touching points we want to go into? I think that's
1: all I got this week. Cool. Other than just, oh, I would say just parting shot. Take a deep breath. It's only three weeks. There's 35 more matches. A lot, a lot will change.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't get too down or up on anything until after generally this international break, you really start to see teams kind of form into what they want to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully
0: we'll be back next week. I think we shall be. Enjoy the games, everyone. We will talk to you then.
1: Cheers.